Love is not premeditated. Love suffers long and is kind, but it's not premeditated. That is April 30th. The end of my mom's birthday. There is nothing mathematical certainty in Paul's category of love. Mathematical certainty. All your ideas and all your thinking and all your ways and all your will. None of that is in the revelation that Paul's even trying to explain, let alone what God's trying to give us. We cannot say, now I'm going to think love. I'm going to think no evil. Now I'm going to believe all things. The characteristic of love is spontaneity. We do not set the statements of Jesus in front of us as in a standard without knowing it. And looking back as we're amazed at the disinterestedness of a particular emotion. How sudden we got ourselves to a place where we weren't even caring in a moment. And we go, what the hell's wrong with me? I don't know. I wish I had that answer. Because Jesus is the only, only fix. Oh. And everything to do with life, God and us, the spontaneity of love will be there. The evidence, looking back, because we have a particular emotion that's messed us up, right? It's his nature only discern what it is past. Hindsight's 20-20. The springs of love are in God, not ever in us. It is absurd to look for the love of God in our hearts naturally. Jeez, it's crazy. It is only there when it has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. But all of a sudden, there's this new fervor or passion inside you. You don't know where it came from, but it doesn't really matter where it came from. I like this and I want more, right? But the challenge is, is what you typically do is put, make the moral about you controlling it and making it lustful. To get what you want. We try to prove God how much we love him. is a sure sign that we do not love him at all. The evidence of our love for him is in the absolute spontaneity of our love. It comes naturally. Looking back, we cannot tell why we did certain things. We did them according to the spontaneous nature of his love in us. The life of God manifests itself in this spontaneous way because the springs of love are in the Holy Ghost, not ever in us. So the Holy Ghost in the inner chamber is where we need to be. If you really want this. Yes. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we also have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope, the hope of the glory of God. Not just rejoicing in the glory of God, but rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. And now there's so we glory in tribulations. Oh, I'm not so sure. Most of you power. Tribulations and rejoice. Knowing that these things work patience. Patience then will give you a different experience. Amen. Experience will then give you true hope. Amen. And hope, true hope, is going to make you not ashamed anymore. Because the love of God is shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to each and every one of us. For when we were yet without strength in the new time, Christ died for all of us, the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but perhaps even for a good man one might dare to die. 
While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? <clears throat> so we all say, oh no, nothing will. And then we hit a, hit a speed bump. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so what separates you from the love of God, trusting God in that, in that dark moment? Oh, because you wasn't there in the first place. There was no faith in who he was or what he was going to do or that he will work all things good. You didn't believe any of that because you already knew who you were. How could he ever do that for someone as awful as me? And you reinforce that by all the fears you run around in here by, you know, being afraid to be close to people and always having these, this emotional bullshit, this network, it's like a spider web you're all caught up and you can't get out of. So I'd rather, dude, this, this is going to be a tough one, very tough. I'd rather you look at the people that you're around with. I'd like to fuck you again, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give my life to Christ, so and I'm going to ask him to change that so I don't want to do that anymore. Then you all walk around and pretend like you don't. Because what's that doing for you? Those lies and that bullshit. Is that not giving grounds for Satan to fuck with you and fuck with you and fuck with you and fuck with you? And I'm sorry, he's, he's been getting away with it. And all you got to do is be real. Or not. Something. As it is written, for thy sakes we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors to him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, or even things to come, not height, depth, any other creature, shall ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. First Corinthians 2. Verse 9. It is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man. So you're safe so far because you fit with the rest of them. <laughs> The things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Okay, now you're in trouble. He gave it to you by the spirit. Your natural man couldn't figure it out. But he gave it to you by the spirit. And she must not be listening in the spirit. It must be naturally instead of supernatural. Mm. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the spirit searches the deep things of God. What man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him? We all know exactly how the men can act. We judge people on, on the things that we know, right? Yes. Well, I think this is, this is what I would do, or this is what I think is going on, all, all the perceptions, and God's going, yeah, I appreciate all that. So, you know, so, so the things of God knows no man, but the spirit of God. So if you don't want to know what God does, God knows what God wants. I guess you're going to have to get to know him. Because the only way you're going to get out of this perceptions that you're stuck in is get God's point of view. And God's point of view will never line up with yours. Ever line up with yours. I don't have my own opinion. I don't have an opinion at all. If I did, you all wouldn't be here. Got that? Yes. By the grace of God, I gave up my rights to have opinions, perceptions, points of view. Doesn't mean I don't go to God and go, God, I can't take this anymore. And he goes, oh, here's the question, you know, and, and it's not that you look for results, but what if they're all vessels fitted to destruction and I wanted you to teach them up until the last day, would you do that for me? Well, yeah then what does it matter? Good point. So what's he do? I tell him where I'm at, honestly. He tells me his point of view, which 
makes more sense because at that mind, in that moment, my mind's caught up. I want all your bullshit. And it's like, I don't, they don't care about you, God. They don't even care about me. And I'm, I'm the one handing out everything they got right now. They don't care. He goes, is it really relevant that they care? No. And so what do you do? Keep acting like you don't fucking care. And keep taking advantage of this. And so I'm just saying there's a point comes when God goes, don't worry. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. I don't know that you want to be on that side. You'd have been better off getting whooped by me than be foolish and end up getting whooped by him. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of the God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches us, comparing spiritual things only with other spiritual things. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are only going to be spiritually discerned. So all while you're walking in your natural, you're not going to get there from here. But he that is spiritual, here's the best part, you're all set to the judgment seat, and only he that is spiritual judges. Whoops. You know what God and I are telling you to do? Get out of our chair! <laughs> judged in all things, yet himself is judged of no man, for who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, because I have the mind of Christ, I can judge in all things, because I have his perspective. First Corinthians 8, verse 1. Now, as touching things offered unto idols, which is kind of a weird topic, right? Mm -hmm. We know that we all have knowledge. Don't we? Yes. But knowledge puffs you up. So what's that knowledge really do for you? Yeah, that sets you up for failure. But charity will lift you and others up. And if any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet other than what he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is actually known of him. In other words, then if you love God, he actually knows you and he allows you to know him. And then all of a sudden that things you thought you do, you don't ever want to know again. First Corinthians 13, 1. Y'all know this chapter, right? Yes. Charity. That's unconditional love in case you didn't know. Agape. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, I have not charity. I have become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. No, you're noisy. Oh my. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all the mysteries and I have all knowledge and though I have all the faith so I can move mountains, but if I don't have unconditional love, I'm still nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned, I have not unconditional love, it still profits me nothing. See, I began unconditional love and it gave me all things. You're all trying to get all things before you give your love. And I'm saying, it's the other way around. You give him all the love, he'll give you all things. That's the life He's promised us. See that charity suffers long, it's kind, never envies, doesn't vaunt itself up, you know, it's not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly or seek its own, it's not easily provoked, doesn't sit around thinking about evil, rejoices not in sin or iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, knowing the truth will stop me from those things. Rejoices in the, in the truth, bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things. So we're on the right page for the right reason. Charity never fails. Never. Read it again. Charity never, ever, ever fails. So 
if you'd like to stop eating failures, maybe you ought to try charity. Maybe you ought to try and finish the Lord. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect, Christ himself comes, and we will know in this part shall be done away. All the things we thought we knew here will come to come to bear them. Now we actually know and realize what we thought we knew still wasn't. Because he says, my ways are higher than yours. My understanding is way beyond anything you understand. So even if you get a good handle even of the Spirit, you still really don't have a handle on what I'm doing. So as long as I keep telling God, I don't know, guess what he keeps doing? Teaching. And the more he teaches me, the more I realize, I don't know. And so the more I realize, I don't know, what does he keep doing? Teaching me. And I, then I have to be a good steward of what he taught me, and then he teaches me some more. And then someday, maybe, if I'm blessed enough, I'll get a chance to share those things that he's taught me with people. But they're not things that I'm going to put my pearls before swine. I'm not going to do that here because I can't get you spiritual yet. If I get you spiritual, I can teach you lots of stuff. I can't teach you nothing until you get spiritual. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When I became a man, when I grew up, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly. But then we'll see him face to face. Now I know only in part, but then I shall know even as also I am known. And now abides faith, hope, and charity, and these three. But the greatest of those, again, is the unconditional love. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, grow the hell up, and be strong. Let all your things be done with charity, and only charity. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, to whom the whole family in heaven is named. Heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, for you to be strengthened with his might by the power of the Spirit in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by Faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, might figure out with all the saints what's the breadth, length, depth, and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge. So, I'm asking you to know something that passes anything you know. He's making it available. Know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we would ever think or ask, according to the power that works in us, through him, in us, and to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all of the ages, world without end. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. And I'm asking you to, let's see here. Let's go to verse 5, 3, 5. Not bad. Mortify therefore your members which were upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, and inordinate affections. Your life is now dead and hidden in Christ. Put off the fornication, uncleanness, and inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. These things sake, the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience, in which you also walked when you were lived in them, and sometimes still do. But now, when? Now. What did Glenn say? Now. He said now three times, right? Now, now, now. <laughs> Put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, lying out to one another, seeing that you have put off that old man and all the old man's deeds. Amen. 
And you have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of the image of him that created. So now we've been renewed in the image of him, so now we can be loved. Amen. It's not something to do, it's something to be. Amen. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcision, or some uncircumcision. Barbarian, sitting, bond, or free, but Christ is all and in all. So put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. And if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you forgive. And above all these things, put on charity, the unconditional love, which is obviously the bond of you being mature and perfect. And let the peace of God, which rules in your hearts, that passes all understanding. To which also you're called in one body, be thankful. So let the peace of God rule. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all godly wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That whatsoever you do in word or deed, you do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father by him. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. All of this Verse 3. We're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as meat necessary, because your faith grows exceedingly. And the unconditional love of every one of you towards one another is beginning to abound. We hope. So that we ourselves glory in you, the church of God, for your patience and your faith in all of the persecutions and tribulations that you are learning to endure. Which is the manifest over the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom kingdom of God, for which also you have suffered these things, so he can see if you're for real or not. See, it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation and then to trouble you. Why? To get them to turn around too? Yeah. You ever felt bad about what you did to somebody else? Yes. Oh, remember that, huh? Yeah. He wants to turn you around so maybe you could help you know, others turn from these things. Yeah. And to you who are troubled, rest of us, and the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and those that did not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus, who shall be punished for the everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he shall come to be glorified in the saints, to be admired in all of them that believe. Because our testimony that was among you was actually believed in that day. Wherefore we also pray always for you that our Lord would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all of the good pleasure of his goodness within you and the work of faith with his power. The name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you obviously in him, according to the grace of our God, divine influence that he has, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, not finally, but close. Brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men don't have faith. They're not of the faith. But the Lord is in fact faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil if you let him and we have confidence in the Lord touching you that you both do and will do the things which we command you sooner or later you're going to get it and the Lord directs your hearts to the love of God and to the patient waiting for Christ through that love 1st Timothy 1 verse 3 as I besought you to abide still at Ephesus when I went to Macedonia that you might charge some of them to teach no other doctrine. So I'm trying to stick around here and make sure you're not teaching any other doctrine than what I taught you, which you all did for a while, right? Yes. Neither of you would give heed to fables and 
endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edification, which is in faith. So if it's in faith, do these things, godly edifying. Now the end of the commandment is unconditional love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith. So faith means faith that is sincere. Turn with me to 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Let no man despise your youth, however young you are in your new steps, right? Amen. But be you an example of the believers in word and in conduct and unconditional love and the spirit and faith and in purity. Do this till I come, giving attendance to reading, to exhortation to the doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in you, which is putting, which is given you by the prophecy with the laying on the hands of the presbytery, which would be me. Amen. Meditate upon these things. Amen. Give yourself completely and totally to them, that thy profiting might appear to all. People see how this is working well in you. Take heed of yourself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, you shall both save yourself and all of those that are hearing you. Verse 6, verse 11. But you, O man of God, I ask that you flee these things, the love of money, the love of stuff. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life where you have called and been professed a good confession before many witnesses. So I'm going to give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things and before Christ Jesus who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. That you would keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, into the period of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which is called the commandment what? Loving. Amen. Right? Yes. Which is in times he shall show who is the only blessed royal, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach into. You can't get there as a man. You're going to get there in the spirit, that's it. And whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Second Timothy 1 verse 6. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 2.22. So flee you also, youthful lusts, follow righteousness, faith, unconditional love, peace, with them that call upon the name of the Lord of the pure heart. Follow those that are following him. But foolish and unwarranted questions avoid. They're only going to cause more strife, problems. The servant of the Lord must not cause problems. But be gentle, all men apt to teach and be patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, just like you all do, right? If God perhaps give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who has taken them captive at his will. 2 Timothy 3, 10. But you have fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, the unconditional love, the patience, the persecutions and afflictions that have come unto me. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all that will live godly in Christ are going to suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you continue in the things which You've learned and have been assured of knowing of whom you've learned them. That from a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are written on your heart and in your parts, which are able to make you wise in the salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. 
All this is for reproof and correction and instruction and how to do it right. But the man of God may actually be mature, perfect, thoroughly furnished every good work that God gives him to do. Titus 2, verse 1. But speak you the things which become sound doctrine. That the aged men be sober and grave and temperate, sound faith, in unconditional love and in patience. The aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as it becomes holiness, not false accusers, not giving them much wine, but teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober as well, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may, be blas may not blaspheme. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself as a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing yourself as uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Sound speech, it cannot be condemned, that he that is, of the con that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. Second Timothy? I mean, sorry, Titus 3, verse 1. No, no. I read the top page. Better turn the page. Them, be in mind, subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to do every good work. To speak evil of no man, to be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish and disobedient. We were deceived and served with diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after the kindness... And the love of God our Savior towards man appeared in us, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to the mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed upon us abundantly through Christ our Savior. And being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that you would constantly affirm continuously, right? That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies, contentions, strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. And a man that's a heretic after the first and second admonition, reject them, knowing that he is such as going to do nothing but subvert sin, being condemned already to himself. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but from now on to the will of God. For the time past from life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles or the world when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess wines, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Wherein they think it strange that we're not going to run to the same excess. And arise as we used to, speaking evil of you now. Who shall give account to them that is ready to judge the quick of the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead. They might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God. But all these things have fervent, excuse me, but the end of all things is at hand. Just again. For this is the cause was the gospel, yeah. But the end of all things is at hand. Be you therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Above all these things, have passionate, fervent, boiling over, unconditional love among yourselves. For the charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. It says, every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak 
as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God has given him. That God in all things may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom praise and dominion forever and ever be unto him. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. So according to his divine power, has already given us all things that pertain to life and God, so the knowledge of him that is called to glory and virtue. So whereby we're given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might become partners or partakers of the divine nature, Amen. that unconditional love, life, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. And beside this, I ask that you give all diligence to add your faith, character, to your character, Knowledge to your knowledge, Christ, and to knowledge, temperance, say, even temper, and to temperance, patience, we are willing to wait upon the Lord. To patience, godliness, Christ likeness, and godliness, brotherly kindness, loving your neighbors, yourself, and brotherly kindness, true unconditional love. For if these things be in you and they abound, they will make you that you shall not either be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. But he that lacks these things is already blind cannot see afar and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So wherefore the rather, brother, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. If you do these things, you shall never fail. Fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus. He'll make a way for you that it's a super highway to get in, but only if you're doing it right. First John chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things I'm writing to you that you would sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for the sins not of ours, but also of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him, and keeps not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth isn't in him. But whoso keeps his word, in him truly is the, the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we're in him, because he says he abides in him. Himself also even ought to walk, even as he walked. First John 3, 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that while we should be called the sons of God, therefore the world knows us not, because it didn't bother to want to know him. So, beloved, now, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope within himself purifies himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever commits sins transgresses the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. So whosoever abides in him sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither have you known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy all of the works of the devil, which might be in you. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for the seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifested. Born again, the children of, uh, the children of God. But also the children of the devil, whosoever die, does not righteousness is, a, is not of God. Neither he that loves not his brother. So we have to make sure what our behavior looks like, right? Yes. First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love. Love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God, and he happens to know God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is, in fact, love. And this was manifest the love of God toward us, that because that God sent his only begotten Son of the world, that we might live through him. Here is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us, and sent his Son to be the 
propitiation for our sins. Believe, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, though. And his love is perfected in us. Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he dwells in us because he has given to us his spirit. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. So whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God is going to dwell in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so we are in this world. So there is no fear in love and perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If any man say, I love God and hates his brother, though, is a liar. For he that loves not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this is the commandment we've had from him from the very beginning. He who loves God loves his brother also. Amen. 5 verse 1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the, son, is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that loves him, that begot, loves him also, that is begotten of him. Amen. For this we know that we love the children of God because we love God and keep his commandments. And this is the love of God that we... Keep the commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. So for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Gosh, that's, isn't that the plan? Overcome the world. Yes. Yes. Okay. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. But our faith is the victory that he is going to do it, and that we have victory now before it's done. Amen. Just like Glenn was saying in the scriptures. So he that overcomes the world, he believes that Jesus is, in fact, the Son of God. Jude, last but not least, verse 17. Beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus. How they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be those who separate themselves, being sensual, having not the Spirit. But you, beloved, building up your most, yourselves your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus and the, unto eternal life, a second chance to get that eternal life. Of some have compassion, making a difference. And others, saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now. When? Now. now. Unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To him, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen and amen. So... We have plenty of scriptures that tell us all about this. Yes. And for whatever reason, we have misstepped or misread or misconcluded what God has brought to conclusion. You have to make choices, life choices that put you in the love of God. You have to make choices when it says, you know, the, the easiest thing for me when I first turned around was to love God with all my heart, mind, body, soul, strength. I made sure my every motion was about loving God. Putting him first, making him first. And it wasn't, oh, i got to make him first. And all. No, I just loved him and loved him. You know, you, you know, you're talking about a love bug. And so I love loving. So I love and love. And as I did, he gave it back to me in multiples. Geometric, you know, ge you know multiples. are just crazy how, how much he gave back. And then it became part of who I was where I could love other people, which was quite a shock <laughs> to me because I didn't love other people very much. But all of a sudden, I did. And it wasn't, oh, I love the nice people. I love the, the, frankly, the scum of the earth. I love these people and cared for them because no one else did. 
was always trying to, you know, do the, the right thing, do the good thing, and teach them something so they could feel good about who they are. And I didn't care about that. People used to come up and complain to me, don't you understand these people that pull up in Mercedes Benz and they're taking their food? Well, if they need it, I'm saying, let them have it. I mean, you know, we're going to give it to somebody, right? Let's give it to them. And then people go, well, they're driving Mercedes Benz. I said, you ever think they might, might, might have more bills than paycheck? A lot of people live like that, right? Yeah. So even though they're looking like they got money, does it mean they got money? So why would we judge these people by, uh, by our own uh, perceptions as opposed to trusting that God didn't bring you here by accident? He brought them here on purpose. It wasn't my job to serve them without question. And I had to teach an awful lot of people that. And, and a lot of people didn't like the sound of that. So they well, we're going to bring somebody else to run the ministry. Okay, go ahead, do that. And it never worked. Then they pastor, you take it over again, I take it over again. Then they bring somebody else, and it didn't work. And it's just, you know, sooner or later they had to realize that this wasn't going to work. And so what they do? So I let it continue to shut it down. Yeah. They couldn't take the fact that they couldn't control it. Well, I'm sorry, how do you control the uncontrollable? These people are completely, totally, without question, out of control. They have no foundation in any kind of belief. Lady on the concrete, legs rotting off, literally rotting off. And no one could do anything to change her. No, she didn't want any help. She, she's, she's going to, and my, my guess is she's dead. But she, she's going to die there. And she had already made her peace with that moment. So were you going to change her mind? There's something you'd say to, to twist her to make her do something. Yeah. How about just love her where she's at? Yeah. Love her for who she is. I, I don't have empathy or sympathy. I just I, I just want to love them. And I, and I feel bad that they, they, they've done this to themselves. They've allowed these things. But doesn't make them any less the child of God. And, and people don't understand that. Because they, 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 their idea of God, all they've ever been taught in church, is how to... Do things. Well, this isn't about doing anything. This is about being something. If we're here to be what we ought to be, then we probably shouldn't be judging those on who they've decided to be, right? Okay. Take that into consideration as you take this message into consideration, please. Father, we come before tonight and thank you, Lord, for this time. Ask the Lord God, your spirit, continue to move and change each one of us into the image that you've uh, uh, enlightened us to see tonight. Lord, the unconditional love, true charity, a gift given without anything in return. Lord, I know that my favorite time of the year is Christmas, and it's always about giving to others and seeing the look on their face and the smile on their face, and, and Lord, just giving and giving and giving. And Lord, that's that spirit that you placed within my heart long before I even really knew who you were. And Lord, today I get to live my life based on that on every day. And so it's a Christmas every day, Father. And the, and the gifts that we get to give and the life that we get to help people with is, is a pretty spectacular. And Lord, there's many of those in this world that are not going to appreciate that or take it for granted by chance or not respect it. And Lord, it doesn't change the fact that we're going to continue to give, hoping that we might win them over in the spirit, not necessarily in the flesh, but in the spirit. So we give praise, thanks, honor, and glory as you go before us tonight in all things. We ask these things, Lord, in the precious blood and the precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. amen.